Welcome to The Unpodcast. It's about you. This is your host, Caitlin DeBeer. I'm a life coach, speaker, psychology lecturer, and a mum of two littles. And I'm here to inspire you with self-management tips, secrets, interviews, and tricks around loving yourself, loving your life, yep, even the mums, and ultimately to motivate you to want to wake up every morning and live your beautiful life. Over to today's episode. Hi guys, welcome to today's episode. I can't believe we're on episode number 51. I was just looking through the list today of of previous episodes and I I really do feel privileged sitting this side of the microphone and having interviewed the incredible people who we've had on the Unpodcast. And we've got another one coming up today. So firstly, I hope that you are doing okay. Um, I hope that that this COVID crisis um, has been a time for you to reflect, for you to slow down, for you to look in and and whilst amidst the trauma and all that we're facing and all the difficulties, um, it's my hope that that there have been good moments too and happy moments too amidst the low and I promise I get the low too. Um, today, we're talking about something different, something that I think will more apply as we move back into the world. And it's my hope that the knowledge from today's chat with Natalie, who's an educational psychologist, that that the knowledge from today will empower us, um, because knowledge always does that, that it will empower us to be able to make decisions that are different to what we made in the past to prevent us to going back to to bad habits or back to negative work habits um, or, or coping mechanisms. So whatever that means for you, I hope that today's inspirational. I hope that it's something that brings about a shift in all of our thinking and challenges us to be better and I suppose more refined versions of ourselves. So enjoy over to today's episode. Everyone, very excited for today. As I was just saying, we've um, got a psychologist on here today, super fancy. So Nat, welcome to the Unpodcast. Thank you so much. Hi, everyone. Yeah, so lovely to have you here. And thank you for, I know, for joining us in this absolutely chaotic time where you've got kids too, and I know how hard it is to find these times. Thanks, Kate, and thanks so much for having me. It's really awesome to be here. Yeah. So do you want to start just by telling everyone a bit about yourself? Sure. So, yeah, my name is Nat and I'm an educational psychologist. I have a career background as a teacher. Um, uh, my husband and I lived in Japan for a couple of years, which was very exciting. And we've come home and settled in the KZN Midlands where I have a private practice. And I'm a mom of two littles. Cool. Amazing. Um, I didn't know that part that you lived in Japan. And I'm guessing you know that we were in Korea. Yes. Um, so, yeah, yeah. It was a very exciting time of our lives. Yeah, for sure. Oh, us too. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, although I wouldn't want to be doing that now, but <laughs> for then. Um, Nat, before we go further, can you tell us a little bit about being an educational psychologist, what that actually means? An educational psychologist is a psychologist with a specialization in all things related to education. So, whether that's children in the school setting or adults who want to further themselves in any sort of capacity. Um, yeah, so I predominantly spend time doing workshops and seminars and assessing children for learning barriers and concessions. Okay, amazing. Yeah, so psychology, but mostly working with kids and in the yes, educational um, space. Yeah, within the educational space. So it does um, include working with adults, but within that sort of realm. Mm-hmm. Amazing. 
Yeah. Today, we've obviously said we're going to talk about stress and, um, and I suppose ultimately like where, where stress leads. And as you were saying beforehand, um, I think that this is super applicable for people going back into the working world, but also super applicable for people right now in this stage of life. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely someone who, who has seriously high cortisol levels pretty permanently. Um, and so I, I know all about burnout and, and we'll talk about that as we go, but let's sort of bring it back a few steps and let's just talk about stress. So can you tell us a bit, I mean, the psychology, I suppose, around stress? Sure. So some stress, as you'll know, is quite functional and it's normal and it's actually healthy. It helps us as humans to be productive. But too much of it leads to our negative headspace and a negative physical space as well. So as you were mentioning, it increases our cortisol, which has such an impact on our sleep, for instance, um, and, and our happiness. It decreases our dopamine as well, which is our happy hormone. And that has such a knock-on effect on everything in our lives. And you'll probably know this as well, but it even reduces our some of our um, cognitive brain matter. So for instance, the hippocampus, it gets smaller when we are under chronic stress. So that has a major impact on our memory and our high order thinking and whether we can concentrate. And you all know that when we are feeling stressed, our attention and concentration is one of the first to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's amazing that you say that if I just think of times when I've been incredibly stressed and how decision-making is so tough. Absolutely. We're just not in the space to be able to make as clear a thought process as we would be when we're feeling calm and relaxed. Mm. And yet that's often the time that you need it the most. For sure. Yeah, yeah, I suppose that's where it's really helpful to have people that we can rely on in moments like that. But yeah, we definitely are not functioning to capacity when we're under chronic stress. Mm. Yeah, I hear you. Um, So, I mean, let's, let's talk about that. So how would stress i mean obviously knowing that it affects both our brain and our bodies um how would this lead to burnout or almost what's the difference between stress and burnout yeah that's a great question because those lines are often very blurry Mm. and chronic stress can lead to burnout but it doesn't necessarily so when we think of it it's really helpful to know that burnout is a result of chronic stress but chronic stress doesn't necessarily lead to burnout so the two are often very connected but not necessarily interchangeable um but Persistent stress is that chronic stress space, and that does lead to burnout. So um, it's a syndrome. So we don't just become burnt out. We get there via a process. Um, And when we say it's a syndrome, it it is something that is medically chronic. Um, It's a cause of emotional fatigue and absolute emotional depletion, actually, an exhausted space. Um, And it leads to depersonalization, which is that horrible sense of feeling detached from your person and yourself Um, and it leads to that negative headspace for sure and a decrease in personal accomplishment where we're just feeling completely hopeless about the space we're in Mm -hmm. my goodness I promise I everything that you're saying I'm like I can literally like pinpoint actually a few points in life but um but one very specifically and um I think, I mean, there are obviously certain personality types that are, that are more prone to, to head towards this. Um, yes. and, and I definitely have one of those. Um, and yeah, I think for me, I think it was, it was 2018 and a lot of my career, I mean, my whole mom side of my business was, was mm-hmm. built around me reassessing life. And, and that all happened in 2018 when 
I was running two companies, um, just absolute go, 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 which I thrive off. And I mean, you said there's healthy stress. I mean, I absolutely thrive off that adrenaline rush that, you know, everything that goes with it, but it was, it was de- definitely to my detriment. And I started, we were just not sleeping at the time, which as you said, stress contributes to hugely. Um, and then we had a child that was one and a child that was a few months old um, and um, well, one and a half. Um, but yeah, but I was getting up at like 3 a.m. after breastfeeding, I'd be like, well, I'm up, I might as well work. Like this is my moment, you know, and then I'd work and I just drove myself into the ground. And it's exactly what you said. I think the burnout, I mean, that word burnout makes so much sense, um, you know, that your brain and your body literally burn out. Um, There's nothing more to give. Yeah, it's exactly it. I, I was absolutely exhausted, like in every sense, in in like a brain capacity and an emotional capacity and, and everything. I just, and then physically my body actually started reacting. Um, and that was just so interesting how like I, I just started losing weight and um, and that's like part of my job is like having a, a healthy body weight <laughs> because I deal with so many eating disorders and yet it was nothing to do with food. My body could not keep on weight and I it was just ugly, ugly, ugly. Um, and yeah, it, I think the biggest learning that I realized from this, I did have a holiday. I did leave the, um, I suppose, the, the stressful situation. But, but what I learned on that holiday was that a holiday doesn't fix everything. Um, and yeah, it, it's incredible because it gives you that break. But if you can't deal with those actual stresses, the things that are causing you to reach that point, I think then we'll forever go on these cycles of like, go, 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 reach very close to burnout, have a holiday. Okay, and go, 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 and, you know, get close there again. Oh, no, and I'll have a holiday. And I can't see that being the right way to live. Um, yeah. So talk us through that. I mean, does this all make sense, what I'm sharing? Absolutely. And when I do this talk with teachers, one of the things that we have a good giggle about is we say, everyone always says that teachers have so many holidays and a holiday should fix the exhaustion. And we all know that it really doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does provide a break to us when we take a holiday. And it's so important to do that. But in order to manage our lives better and in order to reduce the impact of stress, Um, so that we avoid burnout, we actually have to make incremental changes. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we think when we are reaching burnout, for instance, we think we've got to make drastic changes to our lives. And sometimes if we're already past the point of of chronic stress and we're now in the burnout zone, we maybe do need to make some big changes. But for the most part, they're just small changes, incremental changes that can shift us on a different course. Mm -hmm. So that's so important for us to understand. Otherwise that resentment and that hopelessness and that feeling of being drained just can overtake us. Mm -hmm. Um, So in order to manage it, one of the things that is always better than a cure is definitely prevention, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So one of the ways we can prevent it is exactly what we're doing now is to increase our awareness and to identify in ourselves what those triggers are so for you for instance you can the way that you've spoken now you can tell that you know what your triggers are mm-hmm. um, and you know the personal signs and in order for us to know that we have to actually take a step back and and reflect a little bit mm-hmm. so that we can act out before we get to the point of burnout yeah i love that you know i was doing a live with a girl recently um i say a girl she's like phenomenal um but um and she said to me that she uses this like technique we were just talking about like self-esteem or something else and she said she her mom always says to her just zoom out just zoom out and I like I loved that and I've like I I do it all the time I suppose you know this like perspective moment 
um, or seeking perspective, but that exactly is, is exactly it. Um, it's mm-hmm. to be able to zoom out. And, and once we zoom out and we practice that level of self-awareness, once we mm-hmm. back in, it will be so much easier um, you know, to notice those things again, as you say, things like triggers. Yes. Mm. And then in that space, sometimes we can also identify the ways that we can increase the agency in our lives. So something I've been thinking about a lot since having children is we sometimes feel that our lives get taken over by being a mom, for instance, or if we're in a business context where we we function within certain systems and we feel taken over by those systems and we don't have any agency. So one of the other ways we can manage this is to find ways to increase that agency in our lives, even if it starts with a 10 minute space where we sort of take back our control in our lives that can have such a remarkable impact on how we function and I'm sure you found the same in your own life when you've made those little steps towards taking a little bit more for your day to bring you joy Mm, I love that how would that look at work Nat I mean if could you give us an example so when I've worked with people in this space I encourage them even though they've got their day and they've got their priorities that they need to get through or their targets or whatever, they can really start by um, prioritizing that 30 minute lunch break, for instance, Mm -hmm. and actually taking that time and stepping away and having boundaries um, to make sure that they are getting that break. And when they have taken that space, they come away from that so much more willing to give more because they've now had a little time to themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, For me personally, for instance, it's having two of my coffee moments in the day and it sounds so silly because it's 10 minutes here 10 minutes there but those breaks in my day are part of my routine and it has punctuated my day to the point that it gives me extra strength to get through the next phase Mm -hmm. at each point and so yeah so I think it's just about identifying what it is that would give them a a refresher in the midst of their day and for everyone that will look different but it's really important to take that space Mm -hmm. um because there are even when they're working in a corporate setting, there are moments in their day that they can make their own. Mm, I agree. I think it's, um, we often, as you say, we feel like life is out of our control um, and that things are just happening to us. And just something as small as that can also help us make it, will make us feel, bring that shift of like, this is my life and, and I do get a say. Um, and that's yes. so empowering too. And I think one thing that the lockdown has maybe, um, taught a lot of people is that when we do stop and slow down a little bit we realize the things that actually do bring us joy and that we can fit them into our day Mm. whereas before we were maybe really struggling to find the agency to do that whereas now it's been forced upon us in many ways Mm. so for some people they have found that agency has come a bit easier in the last couple of weeks and if we can hold on to that feeling and hold on to those little changes that can make such a profound impact on us going forward I love that. Yeah. I speak um, in all the courses that I run, I speak on an activity that I did um, when I was in therapy about 10 years ago. And I made up the activity, but it was when I was in in a time when I was in therapy. Um, And it's called Mm -hmm. What Makes You Come Alive. And it's basically just journeying with this like journal page and and jotting down these moments that make you come alive until this page is full. and, And you can look down and say like, wow, that's me. That's that's me in a nutshell, um, or me at my best. Um, and yeah, I, I always find it incredible. I've just finished a mom course now. Well, we're in the final week at the moment and we did it last week. And always when we finish and people start referring back to, to what they loved, almost everyone will bring up that activity. Um, and just, there's such a beautiful freedom in discovering those things. And I think you're right. Lockdown for sure has given people, um, almost forced us actually to, to start to recognize those things, which, which is such a blessing. 
which puts us in touch with ourselves. So one of those key symptoms of the burnout is that depersonalization. So when we're more in touch with ourselves and we know the things that bring us joy, we're just that little bit closer to avoiding burnout. So I think that that's such an important step. Yeah, I hear you. And I, I think even if you love your job, because I'm just thinking of me, if you had asked me that two years ago, I would have been like, no, 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 I love work, like, which I do, like, I, I love being productive, and I love working hard. Um, but you can't just love one thing, anything, you know, done too much is unhealthy. So um, yeah, I think it's good to be able to, to sort of have a few things. Yes, absolutely. That's very important. Mm -hmm. And there are so many different um, tips and tools on how to manage burnout on sort of on the day to day basis. So some of that I will be posting on my Instagram over the next couple of weeks just to kind of help people. But um, another thing that's really important is to prioritize. So you know about the glass balls um, scenario where you're juggling so many different things. And um, it's so important for us to remember that not all the balls that we are juggling are in fact necessary to keep up all the time. Mm -hmm. So we can avoid burnout as well by prioritizing and knowing what are the important things that we actually need to keep going right now and what are some of the things that we can let go of. Mm -hmm. And for those of us who are perfectionists, this is quite a difficult process and um, because we feel that we need to keep everything going all the time to capacity. But um, that's a really big step of self-acknowledgement too that needs to happen in order to avoid burnout. Yeah, give us some examples of those balls. So, um, for instance, family would be one, health would be one, um, our social life, um, whether we have a clean house, yeah. um, whether we do our hobbies, um, yeah, it can be uh, exercise as well. So, for some people, for instance, in order to keep family and exercise up, they may need to lower their expectations in terms of whether the house is spotless all the time. I know for me, that's a really challenging one because I like to have a nice clean house. But in order to keep things that are really important to me from dropping, like my family, I need to understand that the house can be dirty sometimes so that we are intact. Yeah, I love that. And I love the word that you referred to in the post because I've read that Instagram post where, um, you know, that some of the balls can actually bounce back up again. So, yes, absolutely. And that's, that's beautiful. It's not like you're letting things go. It's like that one was allowed to be let go because it, it will bounce back up. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. This is awesome. I think that's for a lot of people listening. Um, I think a, a, a good few people have gone back to work um, properly as of this week. And I think there's going to be more and more and more of a shift obviously towards that. And, mm -hmm. and sort of the general thing that I've been hearing recently and um, from clients, from just Instagram followers, you know, DMs um, and a number of new clients that I've received recently has been this idea of how nervous people are about going back into the world, you know, back into their world. And you actually shared this earlier yourself as well. Um, I think when it comes to stress, if we focus specifically on stress um, and, and burnout, those that entered lockdown and that this has been like a relief period for them um, and, and time to reflect and just have space again. How could they prevent going back there again, back into that, that cycle where, where burnout is just so real for them, or at least, you know, chronic stress? Yeah, no, it's a really good point. Um, I think that one of the things that we need to hold on to is that for some people, this has been a fresh start in many ways. It's like a clean page to go back into a new space and to recalibrate. Um, so one of the things that people can do in that space is like what we were chatting about just now is to prioritize. So in this lockdown space, it's given us an opportunity for some of us to really think about what are the things that give us purpose? 
What are the boundaries that I love? Mm. What are the things that I feel I don't need to apologize for? Mm. Um, and in chatting with someone the other day, they said to me, they've learned that they can do their job without letting go of family in that space. Whereas before, it maybe seemed that it was one or the other. They either had to have time for family or they had to just work, 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 work. But they've realized now that they can actually balance that better. So I think one of the things that people need to do is to hold on to um, what those priorities are and what their boundaries are and then learn to say no. So I would love to answer this question by saying they can go into the space and it will all fall into place. But unfortunately, it is going to take that sort of strength within to put better boundaries in place and to hold to them and to have the discipline to really embrace them because that's what brings change. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. And um, I just started writing notes on my cell phone while you were speaking. <laughs> so, you know, you've got the <laughs> podcast um, but, um, more no, because no. I wanted to, I want to use it in the write-up, but um, that, that apologizing sentence is so big yeah. for me. Um, it resonates so much with me on a personal level. And I think with, with many people at will, um, you know, that, that we don't need to apologize. And um, especially when it comes to boundaries, because I think a lot of us try to, um, yeah, just try to live on a, on a level that maybe isn't meant for us mm-hmm. specifically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think this has maybe given us a space to springboard off into a new space maybe and maybe we can just do our best to make that work which will be awesome for everybody yeah for sure yeah and I mean boundaries are so healthy and and you know that's such a a big thing is that boundaries are a good thing not a bad thing um so yeah I think that lack of apologizing thing isn't like being rude it's actually like making a stand for you and your company and 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 your family and you know um yeah yes so if we go back to we were saying about some of the symptoms um one of those is resentment so if we can make decisions that reduce our resentment we are already setting ourselves up to have less burnout if we see it that way which is a really important step yeah i love that yeah nats i'm sure there's certain people that are living right now and that are in burnout as we speak Mm -hmm. that are in this exhausted mode whether it's that chronic stress or whether it's that proper fatigue what advice would you have for them Yeah, so my first one would be that recognition is half the battle won. So if you're listening to this, you are amazing. And yeah, I think that you're incredible for sticking out this episode because I know it's difficult to hear this information. And the next step would be to reach out. So contact somebody in your area. It can be a family member. It can be a friend. It can be a healthcare provider. It can be um, anybody that you trust. And if you're battling with that, contact me and I can refer you on or contact Caitlin and she can refer you on to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then that next step after that would be again, developing your boundaries and figuring out what it is that you want and which way do you want to go? Um, and yeah, definitely have a person that you connect with. So I would say if you are feeling chronically burnt out and you are concerned that you are at a point where you need support, that first step of reaching out is the biggest one. And there are so many people who are willing to walk this road with you. So don't do it alone. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's one of the, as we said, like one of the biggest thing that stands in your way at that point is you, you're too tired to even try anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so, you know, just by sharing that load and actually, and actually asking for help, um, yes. and whether it's a professional, a friend, a family member, you know, just to begin that process is incredibly empowering when we feel like we are, yeah 
that there's no way out right then and there. Absolutely. And at, at this point, I'd also like just like to make a note of the people who are spending a lot of time online in terms of having Zoom meetings all day. The mm -hmm. burnout space, the burnout will come quicker in the online space um, because of the fatigue that comes from needing to work twice as hard with communication in the online space. So just to be mindful of that and to put some parameters in place to protect yourselves um, and take some time to reflect regularly of how you're coping in the online space. Mm, that's good, Nat. Yeah, I think the accessibility is exhausting as well. You know, the fact that you're always available, um, yeah. you know, in, in terms of online. So yeah, that's that's really good. And again, I suppose comes back to those boundaries, um, which are, yeah, paramount in this process. Yes. This has been so good, my friend. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Such an important you... topic, and I always feel mm. passionate about it when I speak about it. Mm, I hear you completely, and it's. Um, I mean, I, I think it's it's real for so many people, and it it will be real for them at some point. So having this knowledge is is so important. Um, you know, knowledge is power, and I'm such a firm believer in that. So, yeah. Before we finish off, please tell everyone, is there anything final, first of all, that you'd want to say and then also where they can find you? Sure. So, yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. Um, my handle is at natalie.edzak. Um, and, yeah, just my my last thoughts, I suppose, are actually just I'm really proud of the listeners um, for all that they're accomplishing, whether they're listening to this during lockdown or after. But I'm really proud of you for what you're accomplishing. And um, I just encourage you to guard your hearts and your minds so that burnout doesn't rob you of your joy. Yeah, beautiful message. Thank you so much again. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Pleasure. This episode has ended. Um, I love chatting to Nat. I found it super inspiring what she said and it's definitely tips I'm going to be taking forward in my own life. Hopefully you too. Um, guys, I want to encourage you to please go on over to iTunes and review my podcast. It helps so much in getting this out to more people um, and, just, and just growing this audience, a space that I've absolutely grown to love and I always, always appreciate your support. Cool. Loads of love, everyone.